We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So, so uh, obedient. And uh, I don't know if that's the right word. We don't like it yeah, anyway. Thank you for helping, I should say. Um, well done to our, our team. Uh, we had, there was a few internet issues this morning, but they've worked it out, and I believe we are online. And so uh, thank you, Matt, for service leading out of Mosgill. Thank you, church, for great worship. It's, it's going to be great. Um, and uh, I, I believe today in, in just every location, every location. I've been listening to too many American podcasts. Um, and, and wherever you are, whatever you do, uh, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're hearing the Word of God, uh, my prayer is today that something's just going to come alive in your heart and alive in your spirit. And so can we all pray together? Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to take our place on the cross, to die and to rise again on the third day, to redeem us from our sin. And Lord, it's a free gift given to us, but all we need to do is just receive it. All we need to do is just say thank you. We can't do anything to earn it because you gave it willingly and freely. And Lord, this morning, I just thank you for, for many of us that have received that and accepted it by faith. But I also pray for those that are in a place where they're uncertain or unsure. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would do something and just move in their heart. I thank you, Lord, that you love every single person. And I pray this morning as we open up your word of God that you'd come and do something in our hearts. Lord, to, to grow us into, into the people and into the church that represents you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone says, Amen. All right. I just need to sort myself out. Sorry. I got this around the wrong way. There we go. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad you're in church this morning. And I was, I was, I was just, oh, I want to just say thank you. And I know even uh, there's been emails come through from um, Leo and Jillian. But, um, you know, just thank you for, uh, I love the church of Jesus. Why? Because cause when, when we, we praise together, but we cry together. Amen. And then we, we encourage one another. And, and I love the fact that we can just be part of a group of people that when, when, the, when the devil tries to get in, we, we just turn up with a whole lot of prayer warriors and say, no, no, not today. Uh, and we can push back. And so uh, it's always great. And I, and I just want to say thank you. Uh, I've got faith. I've got trust. And I'm sure they do as well. And then we're just going to see um, God just get a, do miracles. Amen. And so, so thank you for that. Um, but this morning I want um, to, we went to conference a couple of weeks back. And um, Jason Lozano, who was the key preacher, he was preaching uh, about something that's just been burning, burning in my heart for about 18 months. And, and this morning, what I want to do is I want to uh, I I just share some thoughts. And this could almost be a team night or a vision night message. And so um, I pray that you'll know, like, it's, it's a family message. You're part of the family. You're part of the team. I pray that you'll receive it this morning in the way that I, I believe it. But what he was talking about is discipleship. Discipleship has been one of those topics or words that has uh, um, just been on my heart for a long time. And to, to answer the question, how do we do discipleship and how do we do it well? 
And uh, there's many different ways that we do different things. You know, we really believe in the acronym BIG. Who likes BIG? Belong, invest, and grow. And so if you've been in the church for a little while, you might have heard this come up a little bit. But I want it to come up even more. Because belong, invest, and grow is, is one of the key ways that we want to help disciple people. Because when you belong, which is belonging into a life group or an e-group, we call them e-groups, uh, you, you will feel a sense of belonging to the bigger, wider church, but a smaller group of people. Uh, because they're the people that you can, you can build trust with and you can build faith with and, and they're the people that will get around you and, and bring meals and things like that when, when stuff happens. And, 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 and that's what we, what we believe for belonging. They're the people that are just going to do life with them. You have a conversation like, oh, you know, um, little Lucy swallowed a crayon the other day. What did you do? How did, how did you get, help her out? And, you know, in, in the life group, you can say, well, actually, what we did was, um, and I hope you did as well, we, we took her to the hospital. We didn't just pray about it. Well, you know, praying about it is good. But, uh, you know, in, in, in life, in e-groups, we, we talk about all sorts of things. And, and that's why we try in e-groups, if we can, to try and put, put people in, in, a, in a group of people that people can do life with. And so you're, you're journeying down the same sort of track. And, and so, you know, little Lucy swallowing a crayon is not going to relate to uh, someone in young adults because they would have given Lucy the crayon, if you know what I mean. It's like, it was like, yeah, and just a little, little announcement from all parents out there. We love our kids' leaders. But if you make a bet with our children and you lose and you have to pay them frozen Coke, do not pay them on a Sunday night service. Or you can come around and put our children to bed. All right, just as that get a holler from all the parents. It's like, what, what are you thinking? You're obviously not thinking, but it's all right. You don't have kids yet because you're not in that life group. Yeah, anyway. So we, like, we, we love life groups. We love e-groups. And that's part of the sense of belonging. Also, we obviously love the local church and coming together and celebrating on a Sunday or, or other events, you know, like the, the ladies' event that's coming up or different things. We love to celebrate. So there's belong, but also part of our discipleship process is to invest. Invest is, is to get on in, in any team, is to serve on an e-team. On Thursday night, we, we celebrated all the people that volunteered, and I pray that you were able to make it. Uh, if you weren't there, that's um, we're sorry about it, uh, but we still honor you. We love you, um, but we celebrated all the people on our e-teams because being on an e-team, uh, you learn how to invest, and you learn how to serve the body of Christ, and so we had, uh, like, there's over 150 people at, at this dinner, and it was awesome, and we just celebrated. And we really believed to what God could do through us uh, and in the city and throughout in Mosgiel uh, for next year. And even, even coming up next week through our E-teams, our E-teams are going to help. And we're doing a location in Coronation Hall out in Mosgiel. And I pray you're excited about that. It's not just a Mosgiel thing. It's a, it's a whole church thing. And so there's people I know already who are going to be up at 6 a.m. Praise the Lord. That was really quiet right there. There's like 6 a.m. Uh, <laughs> a sympathetic holler right there. Um, but people are going to be up because they're believing 
that if we try out a new venue, which is a venue that's larger than the venue that we're in, that, that maybe God's going to turn up and maybe God's going to do something. And it's, and it's not just a, a, on a wish, but it's on a prophetic word. It's on a belief and it's on faith. And so next week we're out in Coronation Hall in the Mosgill campus. It's going to be awesome. And, um, the, you know, the great thing about Coronation Hall is there's toilets in every single room. Now, some of you have no idea why I was celebrating that. You're like, has he got an issue with his bladder or something? No, no. What we have is we have issues with children's bladders. And we have a team and a process. And, a, uh, they, they, and we've only got one set of toilets here. But there, they can just go to the toilet. You don't know. You need to get on the kids' team to celebrate this excitement as much as that I have. And all the hosting team. But in discipleship, we believe in belonging and we believe in investing and, and then you will grow. B-I-G. And, and so there's things that I just feel the Lord's been talking to me about. And, and so I want to share some thoughts this morning um, and, and really who we are as a church or, and where we're going and what we're believing for. Um, people know us as Equippers Church. And so if you're not sure where Equippers or the name came from, the name has come from uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, um, it, it, it talks about the, the gifts given to the church for the equipping of the saints. Now, I'm going to read a new, uh, the same scripture this morning, but I'm going to read it from the, the Passion Version. And, uh, and we're going to unpack some of, this, some of the scriptures. And I, I pray it's going to help us go forward. Because I don't know about you, but I, I want to see Dunedin City reached. But currently, we don't even have enough people attending church to lead e-groups to reach the city. Yeah? Work, work with me on this one. We, we, we need more people just to, just to believe in the call of God that's on their life, to, to grow in the strength and the knowledge and the wisdom of Jesus. And so how do we get that? We get that by encouraging one another. We get that by telling one another and by believing in one another. And, and not only that, but we get that by telling people where, where they may be missing the mark. But we tell them in the right way. It's called discipleship. How many times did Jesus have a conversation with his disciples? And he's like, you know, I think some of us all know some of the, the, the harsher comments. You know, Peter, Peter knows some of the harsher comments. Get behind me, Satan. Now, I don't know about you, but in your, our discipleship process as a church, if your leader tells you, get behind me, Satan, take it on the chin. Or get offended and sulk and run away. Now, obviously... We, we, we don't do it like that. But there's some things in a discipleship process where you've got to be told. Now, who likes being told? Exactly. That was the time to be quiet. No one likes being told where they need to be corrected, right? No one really likes to be told. I like to be told around about a day, a month, maybe even a year later. Anyone else with me? So let's be honest this morning. But I really believe for us to go further as a church, we've got to learn to disciple. We've got to learn how to, how to speak into different people's lives, to spur and to encourage, but also to say, hey, you're getting close to the cliff here. If you get close to the cliff here, you're going to fall off. You're going to die. Now, who wants that in their life? I want people in my life that are going to tell me, I'm getting close to the cliff. You're going to fall off and die. Amen? Or do we want to fall off the cliff and die? No, I pray we don't. But anyway, let's go. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. It says this. 
This is the uh, Passion Translation. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is um, suitable, (laughs) subtle, suitable. I was like, subtle, that doesn't work. In a way that is suitable to your high rank given to to you in your divine calling. Let's just stop there for a second. And I beg you to walk a whole, to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank given to you in your divine calling. I wonder how often we think of the high ranking or or the higher calling that we have as a Christian. A lot of us don't think of it that way. We're just like, okay, I've been, I've, I've given my life to Jesus. But when we give our life to Jesus, we give in, we lay our life down and we step into a higher purpose and a higher calling. And we not only, we don't now just live our life for the sake of living it. We don't live it just for our own desires and our own purpose. We step into a higher calling. Is anyone with me this morning? We, we've been saved by grace. We've been saved by God's love. And now, now, now the Proverbs says don't withhold what we need to give to someone today and give it to them tomorrow. We've, we've been, it's been revealed to us, the love of Christ. It's been revealed to us, revelation. And if we just hold on to that and we just take it for ourselves and we, we do nothing with it, I'm going to show you later on what, what we get called which is not nice. Uh, But I believe we're called to a higher calling. Don't you believe we're called to a higher calling? We've been called by God's grace. With tender humility and and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and, and generous love towards one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Anyone relate with that? Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body, one spirit, as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. So the peace of God, the church of Jesus Christ, one hope, one faith. Verse 5 goes on. For the Lord God is one, and so, so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, one Father. And He is the perfect Father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. Let's stop there for a second. He is the perfect Father who leads us all, who works through us all, and lives in us all. Three things there this morning. Uh, Is He the person that leads you? How do you know that He leads you? When was the last time you did something he told you to do? When was the last time you stopped doing something and actually asked the Lord, should I do this? Because if someone's leading you, there's a a recognition or a, a relationship to bring that person into the equation. A lot of, you know, and I'm not talking about everything. You don't need to ask the Lord, should you have cornflakes for breakfast? Should you put sugar on it or sweetener or what are you going to have, a Milo or a Mocha or a coffee or a trim flat white? And if, if, if you're that in tune with God, and that's fine. I'm not mocking that. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, live your life. But is God leading you in it? And, but then, and so is he, is he leading you? But, but then do you let the Lord work through you? Will, will he work through you? I'm like, Lord, 
I don't know what was one of your prayers, but in the morning when I, when, when, when I wake up, I say, Lord, use me today. That's just a very simple prayer. It's very broad. It's very bland. Uh, but I'm just like, Lord, I want, I want you to use me. I want you to work through me today. But a lot of us will, will, will go, oh, no, God's doing it all. No, He wants to co-labor with you and with me. And, and so, Lord, use me today. How, how, how would the Lord use you today? I don't know. But when you're available, He'll use you. And suddenly you're in a conversation, He'll use you. And suddenly in this situation, He'll use you. And, the, and, then, and then He'll work through you. But the last little point on this part is that, and He lives in us all. I'm really passionate about moving forward as a church. But we have to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of Jesus Christ lives in us. Not, not just somewhere hidden, somewhere around and we get to it when we want to. He lives in us. You know, yesterday I was cleaning out the garage and uh, my garage was a bit of a mess. And, um, and I found a key on a shelf. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a back door key. Because we've had people go to our house and they've been locked out. And I was like, and so I went and, I went and tested the door. And it was a back door key. And I was like, sweet, I've got, a, I've got a spare back door key. I said, I know what I'll do. I'll hide it somewhere. I'll hide it somewhere so that if anyone ever gets locked out, they can, they can come around home, we'll give them the secret code or the secret hiding place. And, and they'll be able to find the key and they'll be able to get him. And so I look around and I'm looking in this spot and I'm, I'm like, no, no, that's too difficult to explain. I'm looking at this spot. And then, then I go, okay, I'm going to, oh, this would be a good spot. And so I go and take the key and I go and put it above this door in this spot. And as I put the key up there, I feel something else. There's another key. And so I get the key and I'm like, some vague expression. I'm like, I think I've hidden the key here before. <laughs> so I get the key. I go to the back door. I try the back door and it worked. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I've hidden the key here before. I totally forgot about it. And so someone who had to go and get the key from someone we had down in McAndrew Bay and come back up, there was a key already hidden. But... But don't sometimes we forget about the things that are already hidden in our lives that could have unlocked something and could have done something. And, and we've even, even things that we've put there before, but we forget about them. And I really believe that if to, to continue to grow and to continue to uh, be the disciples that, that the Lord has for us is to remember the goodness of God, remember the grace of God, remember that we're born again Christians. I'm going to get to this in a moment with Nicodemus, but greatest thing, the greatest promise is that we're born again, that Jesus loves you. And our, our job now has been the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18, is to go and tell the world that Jesus loves them. He didn't come to destroy the world. He didn't come to judge the world. He came to love the world. He came to redeem the world. He will judge us one day. When we die and we go and we're going to stand before the Lord and he will ask, Will, how did you live your life? And I'm like, well, I was a good person, Lord. Well, yeah, you were. But do you know Jesus? 
And in my circumstance, I'm going to say, yes, I knew Jesus. I know Jesus. There's a lot of good people who are going to stand there and go, yeah, you were a good person, but you don't know Jesus. I think that is so sad. So sad. And so I pray this morning, even if I pray I'm not going, I'm not trying to get at anyone. But you might be here and you might be thinking you're a good person. I believe you're a good person. But salvation doesn't come to good people. Salvation comes to people who believe in Jesus Christ. And that's where there's the, the parable of the, of the master where he says, you know, you come and work a whole day for me and you start even at 6 a.m. in the morning and then throughout the day he lets other people join in. But at the very end of the day when he's about to pay someone, he lets someone else join in. And he still pays every person a full wage. Why? Because that's the love of God. doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian for, 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 for one minute or for the whole part of your life. You still get to enter and you still get to live your life with Jesus. Let's keep going. Otherwise, we will run out of time. Um, verse 7, And He has graciously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. He ascended into the heavens, heights, taking his many captured ones with him, and gifts were given to men. Verse 9, he ascended, ascended means that he returned to heaven after he had first descended from the heavens, heights of heaven, even descended as far as the lowest parts of earth. The same one who descended is also the one who ascended above the heights of heaven in order to begin the restoration and the fulfillment of everything. Verse 11, he has appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be evangelists and some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. Amen. Amen. The, the way that God has created things, the way that Jesus has set up things and the way that the Holy Spirit outworks things is that He graces different people to do different things. I thank and my, my, I love, I love people who do admin. Praise the Lord for those people. Anyone an admin person? Or anyone on my side who just praise the Lord for admin people? A few of us. But, there's, uh, but we've all been graced differently. And I praise the Lord that there's, there's so, we, we stand next to each other and we believe for one another, but we've been graced and anointed for different works. And I want to tell you this morning, you've been graced and anointed for different works. You're not just being graced to live a nice life now. You've been graced and anointed to, to do different works. You've been anointed and you've been called and you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. I know it's Labor Weekend. It's very quiet this morning. Is anyone passionate about the grace that, ha that God has on their life? See, I think though, I think even still as New Zealanders, we've still got to get, a, get away from the tall poppy syndrome and also the fear of you wicked and lazy servant. Where I'm going with this is, if we go back to verse five, uh, sorry, verse seven, has given, has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. If you know the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter twenty-five, 
It says this, and the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of man going of a man going on a long trip. He can he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, five bags of silver, to, uh, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. In proportion to their abilities, in proportion to the grace that is the supernatural grace that, that according to Jesus that has been given to you. Everyone in this room has been given grace. You've all been gifted. You've all been called. You've all got a special anointing in you. And now we choose on how we're going to receive that. We choose on how we're going to use that. We choose on how we're going to outwork it. See, when it comes to that scripture and in Matthew, it says, uh, divided it in proportion to their abilities. That Greek word, abilities, is actually that word dunamis, which is, which is the same words of the dunamis power of God. And in fact, I've written some of the, the, the descriptions down. It talks, for, for dunamis, it says strength, power, and ability. Awesome. Anyone got strength, power, and ability in this room? Everyone's got strength, power, and ability. Aha, uh, we're going to get there. It says this, uh, inherent power, uh, power residing in things by virtue of its nature or which a person is, or thing exerts and puts forth. So we've got power, power for performing miracles, moral power and, excellent, uh, and excellence of the soul. Oh, come on, this is good. What is, I'm excited about that because I know that, that the power of God resides in me and it resides in you. And so whatever area you're struggling in, whatever addiction, whatever downfall that you're, you're saying, oh, I just can't get through it, I can't get over it. But what does this say? It says that He's given you moral power and for excellence of the soul. So stop, stop telling lies. It's like, oh, that's a bit rough. Whoa, I'm just depressed. Yeah, I'm, I sympathize with that, but also you've got the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. And so I'm okay with doctors and people helping you and, 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 and getting the right help. And, and, and if you're anxious and all that, I'm, 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 I'm sympathizing with you, but I'm also telling you, I'm also a little bit of correction and a little bit of love this morning to say you've got the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. Now, why don't you draw on that? And draw on this power that God's given you. Now, maybe there's another area. Maybe you're struggling with uh, any addictions or other things. And but I just want to tell you this morning, you've got the power of God to help you. Many times as a dad, I've, I've, I've gotten on my knees and I've said, Lord, help me with my anger. I need you to help me. Because I don't want to be a bad dad. I want to be a great dad. And I've just seen slowly slowly, that the Lord has helped me and helped me and helped me. I don't say I'm fully over it, not at all. I've still got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's something that I had to rebuke. I had something I had to get rid of out of my life. Why? Because I want to be a great dad. Excuse me, dad. Anyone else want to be a great dad? Anyone else struggle with anger? Anyone else struggle with putting people down or anything? We all struggle with something, but the Lord has given us the power to overcome it. Amen. Let's keep going. It's the power and influence which belongs to, the, to riches and wealth. Amen. That's a good one. 
Why? Because there's nothing wrong with, with having riches and wealth. But see, the, the, the bad thing, the, the worst thing about this world that we live in, there's enough money in the world for every single person to be a millionaire seven times. Every person. There's something like six billion people on the face of the planet. The problem is the distribution of it. The problem is the greed. The problem is the, is, is, is the whatever. There's all sorts of problems. The problem is we live in a fallen world. But we've been given the power um, to overcome. Uh, let's keep going. Um, the power consisting or resting upon armies, forces, and hosts. Uh, as a church... We've got to believe that we've got the power of the Holy Spirit living in us to reach the world for Jesus, to push back against the devil's plans. I told you the story in Masterdom that where there was the suicides just got regular and regular and regular. I was like, no more, no more. And we got people together and we met down at church and we prayed in the power of the Holy Spirit to push back to push back about the in the heavenlies, to push back against the, the devil and his plans. So what? So go rewinding to all of this. He gives it according to the proportion that Christ Jesus has given us. Every single one of us in this room this morning has been anointed by God with the power of the Holy Spirit, not to sit on our bottoms. And live our nice life. But to reach the world that we live in for Jesus. I think it's so selfish. And I'm not talking to us as a church. But I think I'm just talking out loud right now. I think it's so selfish that we don't share the love of Christ with the people that are around us. And now that is a general bland statement. I'm not there to offend anyone. But if it does, it does provoke you to start sharing the love of God with people, who's going to win? Jesus. Amen. And so maybe oh, I've gone a little bit sideways on this message. But I just, I just believe there's just so much hurt in this world. And we've got the answer. You've got the answer. And I know you're going through hurt and pain as well. But you've got the answer. And together we've got the answer. And together we stand with one another and we pray. Together we believe for stuff. Together we cry when stuff doesn't go right the way that we thought it was going to go together. But together we hold on to the power and to the grace of God. Um, uh, I actually think we'll grab the key. Is that right? Is it? Uh, yeah, we could go a lot further. Um, we're disciples of Jesus Christ. And I pray this morning there's something stirring because there's something stirring in me. And I, and, and it's, it's, I don't know if it's a response because of my dad or not, but I drove to Nelson for a a half an hour hospital visit and I drove home. There's a lot of driving. 
But in that hospital visit, I'm, I, I go and see my dad and, and I'm quite open with my journey with my dad and, and that's okay. Some other people, it's, it's all good. But I, I love sharing this because I think there's people here who love their parents. And there's people here who love their siblings and love people that are not saved yet. And this is just me being open with my journey. And, and I'm over the, I guess, disappointment of being a young child and not really having a dad. I love my dad and we get on really well now. But I went and I met with my dad and he was very in and out of consciousness. Well, he was conscious but sleeping, you know, so, yeah. But I just go and see my dad and I, and I say, hi, dad, and I hold his hand and, and, you know, like the man hand, not that one, that one. And um, I'm just holding it. And, you know, in our relationship, normally it's like, hey, Dad. And I give him a hug. He's like, oh, because he doesn't know how to do that, a man affectionate thing or whatever. And um, But obviously I couldn't hug him, so I just held his hand. And I was like, oh. And then I sort of went to, you know, not impose myself too much. But he didn't let go. I'm like, okay. Now, my old me would have just burst into tears. Oh, Dad loves me. <laughs> but I was like, oh, uh, I, uh, okay, cool. I'll just, I'll just hold your hand. I, I'm, I can handle this. And so I hold it, and he's like, oh, hey, my boy, how are you doing? I'm like, good, Dad. Just thought I'd come say hi. He's like, okay. And um, then he fell back asleep. Um, cool. So I just start praying. And I pray out loud in the, in the cubicle and like, you know, Lord, I just know you've got your hand on his life. I know I'm believing for breakthrough. I'm believing for healing. I thank you, Jesus, for my peace. And all this. And Dad wakes up. He's like, what? What was that? Sorry? What was that? I said, nothing, Dad. I'm just praying for you. He goes, I know you're praying for me. Um, and then he goes back to sleep. And I'm just like, ah, cool. Because it's just a moment where you can just pray. Uh, and so I just keep praying, all right, Lord, I know he's in your hands. There's absolutely nothing I can do apart from declare and release the power of God. And as I just prayed, I actually just felt a, a peace of God. Now, the outcome, I've got faith and I've got trust in God. Why? Because I'm, I'm wanting to follow him. Jesus says, if any of you are heavy, burdened and weary, and you need rest, come to me and I'll give you rest. He says, you know, I love the message translation. It says, I will walk with you and work with you. But if we're disciples of Jesus, is he, is he working in our life and through our lives to then display the glory of God? Or is he a little bit like the key that's hidden where you forgot about it? And every time you think you're locked out of a place, you think, oh, I need a spare key and I've got to get back in. And so I just hold Dad's hand and I'm like, I'm just praying. And in the end, I was like, Lord, I just release this to you. And I leave. I literally just got in the car and drove home. But what am I doing there? I'm just believing. I'm, 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 I'm just letting the Holy Spirit work through. And every single one of you in this room can let the Holy Spirit walk through you, work through you. But do you believe that He lives in you? 
do you, not just do you, have you heard it a hundred times before? But do you believe that He works in you? We're not like what Kale said about the, the nation of Tonga and most of the Pacific Island nations are very, very religious. And you talk about God and you talk about uh, different religions and stuff and, and it's all hierarchical, it's religious and it, and it just becomes a way of life. But as a disciple of Jesus, are we following Him to let the Holy Spirit live and move within us and to believe for one another and to pray? And and to trust God and to let Him move. See, I believe there's a whole lot of people in this room of, that are just going, you know what, I haven't, I haven't released the power of God in a long time. I, I believe and I love Jesus and you're all good people and, and, I, and I love you and I'm championing you on. But I want to tell you this morning that there's an ability in you. There's a dunamis power ability in you to declare the love of God, to release the love of God, to release grace and anointing. Go, Bible goes on and I'm not going into it, but some people have been given different gifts. You've all been gifted. You've all been graced. You've all been anointed by the power of God. Now it's not time to be power poles. Power poles hold up power lines. Now it's time to be power lines because power lines transfer power from one point to another. And it's the dunamis power of God. I love people when they send me messages, hey, can you please pray? Can you please pray? Because I'm going from a power pole to a power line. Where are you at this morning? Are you a power pole or a power line? (laughs) power of God rests in every single one of you. You think, oh yeah, I've heard this before. Well, going back to Matthew chapter 25, I might provoke you a little bit, so please please don't throw things. What does it say there about the talents, about the money? The master comes back and he says, what did you do with what I gave you? One returned 100% another returned 100%, another returned nothing. They returned what they were given. He's like, this isn't good. I gave you the dunamis power of God and you put it in the ground and you did nothing with it. And that's where he calls that person wicked and lazy. Now that's harsh. But I want to tell you that you're a person that carries a hundredfold ministry. You're a person that carries the power of God. We're in Mosgiel next week in a new little venue that can hold around about 200, 250 people. What are we believing that for? It's not just so we can have, like we can shout across the room so we can have coffee with one another. No, it's so we can fill the room and believe that we can reach our neighbours and we can reach this, we can reach that. Some of you are sitting next to empty seats this morning. That's an empty seat of someone's purpose and someone's uh, call of God on their life. And I pray there's something that's resonating in your heart. It's because we're disciples of God in Jesus' name. Why don't we stand to our feet and uh, we're going to just pray.
Holy Spirit, I just thank you for every person in this room. Lord, I feel like you've led me to this point. It's not a, a place that I, I felt that where we were going, but I feel like you've led us to this point. This point of just acknowledging again fresh the dunamis power of God in our life. To, to face every day, to, to believe every day. Lord, your word says that you'll work through us, you'll lead us, and then we'll go with you. And so, Lord, I pray for every person, just the, the power of God to move in everyone's life. I pray, Lord, there'd be a, a refueling or a, 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 just an, a, a sense of just knowing the power of God knowing the grace of Jesus Christ. And Lord, it says that you've given different people these gifts, the apostles, the prophet, the pastor, the teachers, the evangelists, but we've all been gifted, Lord, to do the work of the ministry. And I pray, Lord, that you'd use us. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.